Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. You guys, it's episode 113 of Please Advise. I brought back one of your favorite guests and one of my favorite people, Blair Bursey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. What's poppin'? How are you? Good. Good. Surviving. Surviving. <laughs> yeah. In a post-Trump world. Yeah. I I feel like I've never cried. Oh, sorry. I'm, I haven't cried for this many days in a yeah. row. And I feel like it's taking a toll on me. So last night was... I was looking forward to this. I didn't cry, but I was telling Christine and you that I feel nervous to try to string together proper emotions for other people and yeah. questions after being like frazzled all week. I I agree. Like I don't really know. There's no like statement to make except I'm just so fucking disappointed um, that this happened, and I'm so disappointed in myself for not realizing how possible it was that this could happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blair, you met, you've met Michelle Obama. Yes, I have. I uh, got to go to Liberia with your company, Hello Giggles. They sent me to Liberia and it was, I think, January? No, I mean, June, July, what, three, four or five months ago? Summertime. Yeah. And I got there and we met at a Peace Corps camp and met girls that had been living in Liberia their whole lives and were finally learning about other parts of the world and the Peace Corps was teaching them I guess, tools that you could take towards leadership, whatever that means, heading yeah. a household, going and going away to school, whatever that means. And so she came to meet all the girls and let them know leadership means a lot in your life and yeah. you can use it for being a great homemaker or you can use it to be the first lady. And she talked about her experiences with leadership, hugged everybody, met everybody. I am a psycho. Yeah. And <laughs> when she came to hug me, it was much like, you know, a hot, it's like they're soon not the rainy season. Yeah. It was a good like 95% humidity and probably 102. Yeah. And I was like steaming hot and she reached out to hug me and she's perfect and yeah. gorgeous and eloquent and like just she's just gorgeous. And so I was like, oh no, no, don't touch me. Like you would. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh girl, please come here. Everybody's hot. And like embraced me and I was like she was like you're hot I'm hot we're all hot don't worry about it oh she's like a normal lady totally normal and then I completely forgot that I was there for work and then just started talking and that she was like I was like you know I was adopted and I'm from Africa and blah blah blah. we were just like talking about all these things and her daughters were there and her mom was there and so I just started talking to her and she like I was waiting for that moment where I'm like okay this is where I have to stop and there wasn't she was actively listening Asking questions, yeah. Was she like first lady or was she like kicking it? No, like not. I that's why I said like I. She was not. It didn't feel like. I mean, the back of my head. I curtsied, so I knew it was the first lady. But she's so personal. I did. You curtsied. I did curtsy. Is that is that what you're supposed to do? I like the. I could have got on my knee. Like I just didn't know. I just knew that this is like the highest it's gonna get aside from me like meeting. (laughs) 
don't know, like Mother Teresa. Were you ghost. wearing a dress or were you doing like the invisible curtsy? I did the invisible curtsy. <laughs> what would you like it better if I did like the butler's bow? No, if no, I, no, like, no. no it's just it's so like because what do you do in that situation? It is, was is, is exactly the right question. You just freak out and you curtsy. Right, like it was like a bow <laughs> curtsy hybrid. I didn't know what I was right. doing. Yeah, <laughs> but then she started talking and she's chill and cool and smart and a mom and wants to know and wants to encourage and and it's I don't it was just the best I think seeing Malia like the way that she has like grown into like a normal like young girl is probably probably one of like the most affirming things I've seen because like she's not she's not like oppressed by a sense of appropriateness no that like she's allowed to go to concerts she has fun like so so what let her smoke a J and not take a photo of it exactly exactly or if you're gonna take a photo of it let's not make it like a big deal like not every other 18 year old is out smoking pot like no big deal MPD she's at a concert she's also she's at that age now where if she doesn't do this, she's going to grow up into somebody that we're not going to admire and love as much as we all hope to. So I think that's she, why she took that gap year, too, is because they need they need a year, I think, after being out of the White House to kind of get back into normalcy. Yeah. You know, to acclimate and to be like chill and yeah, find themselves. Like You'll they, never be normal when you, you do you think she'll always have like Secret Service security with her? Um, I know former presidents do. I don't know if the Bush girls do. Or I don't Chelsea. think they do. Or Chelsea. Th- okay. Yeah. I think it only um, extends to, to like the, the parents. Pre- yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, Michelle Obama has an amazing spread in Vogue right now. Yes, she does. She yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. And she's laying on those steps and that's just a dream. Yeah. So I love her. I will miss her very much. Yeah. I mean, um, hopefully she'll come back. Someone pointed this out. Uh, Donald Trump's .gov website, like the banner ad on it was for Melania's QVC line. Oh, God. Like, first of all, I don't even think you're allowed to run advertising <laughs> on a .gov website, oh. but that it's like for her QVC line. And also, did we know that Melania Trump has a QVC line? Not shocked, but didn't know that. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. It's wild. It's it's what? it's a wild world we're living in. What does she sell? Now I'm curious. I'll wait till the end of the show to Google. But. It'll probably be <laughs> like lame turtle. It'll probably be like lame turtlenecks. Very like of probably like similar to what Lisa Rinna has Ooh. of hers. Just like except a little bit classed up because Lisa goes for the masses. Yeah. She's oh, a it's, jewel- it's jewelry. That's oh okay, yeah, yeah. Oh okay, That's good. okay. Is it bad jewelry? Christina's face is like <laughs> Ooh, Christina. sm- smunched up. Is it? It's not great. It's like costume jewelry. Yeah. What's oh, the price point? Has a costume life. Uh, like fifty nine dollars. Okay. Okay. She's okay. going. For she's the on. Same. Her, she's doing like her Ramona True Faith accessible <laughs> line. Under- understandable. All right. Um, Blair. You've given us so many reasons in the past, but do you have three new reasons why you're qualified to give advice? Um, yeah, and I actually feel like this is probably the first time I've you guys have officially asked me to do it. So I use my Cardi B stationery. Oh, honey. <laughs> and here are my reasons. So I was born into therapy because okay. my mom's first generation American. So she sent me to therapy immediately because she yeah. was like, we have to work all this out. And then because she's first gen, like I came back and was like, this is not cool. This is what I learned in therapy and spread that through like everybody in my family. So, okay. So there's that. I had to soak it up and then spread the knowledge. That's crazy. Typical, <laughs> typical stuff. Um, oh, I'm super yes or no. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing in the middle with me. So yes. I feel like with advice, 
that might not be good for anything else. But for advice, you want that so that either you feel agreed with. Yeah. Or you feel like the person is presenting something new because I'm the complete opposite of what they want to hear. Okay. Or I'm so polarizing that they stand up for themselves and like, no, you're wrong. I do love my boyfriend. I do want to stay with him. Right. There's that. I love that. And I think it's important to give black or white advice on the show because um, any like first of all, people are usually just calling because they need confirmation. Yeah. And then they don't listen to us anyway. <laughs> but I think it's very important to go hard. Yeah. You know, in life, it's yeah. important to go hard. I don't like gray people in general. It's not. It, it's unsettling. Yeah, it's, it's unsettling. It's unsettling. It's like, you should know that's wrong. Yeah. You should know. But, you know, my um, I'm started doing this new type of therapy it's like uh basically hypnosis mm-hmm. and uh um, i heard <laughs> she says that we all create this court in our brain and mm-hmm. we stick to the court and it's like we're going through like this is wrong this is yes th- this is an example of something you did that was like terrible blah, blah blah and she's like that court is a made-up movie that you play in your brain it doesn't exist in the real world mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it like your goal in life cannot be to convince everyone that something is wrong. Hmm. And I was like, fuck, don't tell me that. Cause now my fun game, you're, sorry, yeah. my fun game and my coping mechanisms are gone. But yeah. Well, that, yeah, that blows also my theory number one, where I go to therapy and tell people, everybody, that everything that they're doing is wrong because I make it applicable for them. Like, absolutely. You're not supposed to do that. So, oh, that's good to know. Okay. So, I'm going to start thinking off the court. Yeah. So, I think court, like, court of law, like a court of law, like a gavel. In my brain, I was like, I'm D Wade. (laughs) My Gabrielle Union's on the side, like, court. Like, I got to get off this game of life. Um, girl, <laughs> what else is new in your life? Anything oh, wait, I have special? one more thing. Oh, wait, I have you, a do, third you one. do? Yes. Um, I care about everything living mm-hmm. and I have a stupid memory. Um, so because my memory is so strong, I was talking to Christina about this. Yeah, yeah. we feel the same about our memory. Yeah, I, everything weighs on me and I would be so guilty. I would feel so guilty if I gave something that I didn't feel was like actual advice that I believed in or followed. Okay, So yeah. I'm not, I hate when people do that thing where they're not listening and somebody clearly is going through something and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, do that. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what you mean. Like, yes. So. You care about everything living. Yeah, that's I do. A good way, that's a good way to put that. I do. I don't, yeah. I mean, I I care. I don't necessarily love or like, but I definitely care. Like, like wags. Like oh, my God, example. please. I can't even bring up how much oh I care God. about this little man. You already know that. Little, I, I get emotional around him. I made him a service dog, by the way. Oh, well, that means he's coming. Remember when we got kicked out? Of, I Well, we didn't get kicked out because I started yelling at the person at Albertsons at, at Starbucks because they told me Wags couldn't be in there. I was so, see, I care about him that much. Like, you're not going to talk to this child. You're not going to disrespect him in this way. No, not when you literally have like crazy people that are so drunk, they're like peeing in the doorway. Like, worry about that man. This dog's fine. <laughs> this- like, He's good. <laughs> so there's there's no like level of training or certificate like they have to get in order to get that certification. Um, no, because basically, like, what I did was I texted my therapist and I said, um, I said I have really bad anxiety and my dog separation anxiety has increased ever since True. he had his accident. And I said I bring him with him with me everywhere I go anyway. So, I mean, I'm not going to abuse it. I'm not going to, like, walk into the Ivy and be like, no, my dog has to sit with me. It's an emotional insecurity thing. But, like, if I get on a plane, like, yeah. I bring him with me everywhere I go, like, Good. in terms of that. And so, um, 
it's not i think like so would you tell people with allergy allergies like that have serious allergies to dogs and like they don't know they're gonna be sitting next to a dog on a plane that like well it's it's an air like that's a whole issue with the airline because like anyone can bring as long as it weighs under 25 pounds you can pay a hundred dollar fee to bring a dog on a plane you can pay anything there's a guy brought a duck on a plane yeah so as long as it fits under the seat in front of you like I mean, I've never been told. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I mean, DA, like, sure. If they have really bad allergies, I think I would probably pick a different seat or the airline would reassign them. But, like, I don't uh, No, I mean, I've been on a million planes with dogs. I don't know. I, I love that I my qualifications for being here was I care about everything. And my first reaction was like, they can suck a dick. If they don't like, <laughs> wax, like, like somebody like going home for the first time dick. that's like allergic to dogs or going to meet their boyfriend's family. I'm like, suck a fucking dick. Wags can stay. But here's Sorry. the, yeah, I mean, that, that is the truth. They can suck dicks. But no, that is a good point. <laughs> I've so never, bad. I've never thought about it in that way because it, it is, there are, there are no airlines that don't allow dogs at all. So yeah. there must be some sort of protocol. Um, or maybe I, they it's the circulation of the air. Like maybe because it's so dry and they suck out everything. Maybe it's like. I oh, guess yeah. they would probably ask like guests to change seats for, in that indication. Oh, yeah. Wags is so cute. One time I took him on a flight. Because I do sp- have allergies to dogs. It depends mm-hmm. on the, kind of the breed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've never had a situation where I've had to get up from a seat. But I mean, it's not like I carry Benadryl with me. But Have you ever had to use it on a plane? Like if there was a cat or no? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I haven't been seat. I haven't sat close enough for that to happen yet. But oh. yeah, I wonder what would happen. I know. I mean, I mean, Southwest, I'm... the answer would be so easy, which is just like you can get up and move. But I don't know. Maybe if you're so allergic to something that you should report it to the airline in advance. Oh, I wonder if that's on the thing where like I don't ever. I mean, they still give out in. goddamn peanuts yeah. on airplanes. So <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of places have switched to pretzels. Yeah, but Southwest they still oh, yeah. got peanuts. Oh yeah, and you can't. I actually was like, first of all, I have no tolerance for peanut intolerance. Like I, <laughs> that's a. Can I get that on a shirt? I, I I really don't. I like. I know this is awful. This is. I just got chewed out by someone on the last episode because like. I said um, this to caller like three calls. There were three episodes ago. I said her boyfriend was a fucking loser because he wouldn't get on a plane. And she was like, excuse uh, me, my dad has very bad blood clots and you should have uh, considered all the health things. Um, I can be very insensitive when it comes to health things. And one thing is I just think that we should let the peanut allergy kids die off. Yeah. And they like if you can't handle a peanut, how are you going to w- live, live life? World? Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like no one can enjoy peanuts. Because your kid was born with a birth defect. Sorry. I have a weird theory on that. (laughs) I have a weird theory that I feel like if you treat an allergy, which I'm probably, somebody's going to get me, but, you know, sorry, Los Feliz moms. But, um, you know, like if your kid has some allergy that is treatable or if there are some allergies that I feel like can be fine with exposure and there are some allergies that are actually like you need an EpiPen. And so I feel like with shellfish and certain things, bee stings, those are the things that like we know you're going to need an EpiPen. Some nut allergies for sure. Then there are ones that are like, he's allergic to milk. He's allergic. That's one of those that I feel like with exposure, like I'm sure I'm allergic to milk, but guess what? Like with all due yeah. respect, if I had more than two kids and one needed an EpiPen, I would be like, you know what? This is too much stress for all of us. If you get stung by a bee, game over. <laughs> right. Those you know. things are $250 a pop. 
What childhood is that running oh. around with a goddamn EpiPen? What kind of childhood one, is that? My coker is very allergic to peanuts and he carries around a little kit in like a little pouch with all his For like, his whole medication. life he's done this? Yeah. Loser. No. Oh, just he's kidding. like one of the best people I That's know. So I love that. Oh god. Well, in his defense, sorry, sir. No. I'm sorry. I will never I won't I won't put peanut butter on myself around him. But um, I mean I can eat peanut stuff around him. He just can't eat it. Okay. Yeah. But sometimes like peanuts are like secret In, ingredients. Yeah, so, peanut like, butter too. It makes me sad to think though that like there are kids out there that will never experience the joy of eating a well smushed up mm, PBJ because their because their school does not allow peanuts because some kid once again, in the kindergarten class has a peanut allergy. The file of I care about everyone, but they can suck a fucking dick. They can suck. LAUSD dick. does not send those notes home. So, mm-hmm. like, if you can go to private school, you can get the therapy that you need because somebody brought a PB and J to school, suck a fucking <laughs> dick. Because you're at private school, so LAUSD kids they bring like crack to school, and everyone still goes to class. Unified school district is yeah. that what it stands LA, for? Yep. Oh, yeah. Damn. So they don't they don't care. Um, Unified also, LAUSD. about hating peanuts. Yeah, exactly. No, a tolerant. Or love to- or peanut, uh, peanut tolerant, tolerant everything. Tolerant of drugs. Tolerant of alcohol. Yeah. Weapons. Um, also, I did. I think I might have a shellfish allergy. I did not grow up eating fish. I don't really yeah. like it. I went through this phase where I was like, no sugar. I'm going to be healthy. And I was making shrimp. And uh-huh. I was like, this is fun. It's really not. It's 10 hours of work for like two ounces it's of so hard it's disgusting. so shrimp. So I'm like cleaning it. I'm eating it. My boyfriend comes in. He walks in the house and he's like, what's wrong with you? Why do you look like that? I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> watching, you know, like love and hip hop. I'm minding my <laughs> black ass business. Like I didn't know what I was looking like. I'm like, are you trying to start a fight? What's happening? He was like, why do you look like that? I was like, I don't know. Like what this is my Jocelyn Hernandez face? I don't know. And he was like, well, have you been crying? And I was like, no, what's like, what is happening here? And I got, got up and looked in the mirror and I looked like a zombie. Like the whole undersides of my eyes had swollen up. Oh no. Underneath like where your bags are. Yeah. Completely dark. And I, my throat, that was the thing that when he said that, I realized I had been like coughing, like I a dry been, cough, yeah. like while I was eating. But I was like, oh, I must be getting sick. Yeah. And when he put, yeah, I, so I clearly have an allergy to shrimp. Did you grow up not eating shellfish? You're, you were raised Jewish? I mean, probably. It wasn't like yeah. a, because when we went out to have like Chinese food, we had like shrimp and lobster sauce or like whatever, yeah. but it wasn't like a thing. We just never, my mom's never made seafood, like shellfish at home. Yeah, salmon and stuff like that, maybe, but that's like an LA thing more than like my. I've never seen my grandma cook, sand and never. Am I no? I was so spoiled on that shit growing up because it's just like I went to a restaurant with some friends recently, and and they're from the middle of the country, and they were like, I ordered a lobster tail with my steak. <laughs> I know, lovely, and I was like, uh, you know when you like want a fucking surf and turf? Yes. Oh. Like, no, you don't know <laughs> no, that. I don't know, but it looks Blair, so good. It is delicious. I also can't drink beer. This is so, like, I want to uh, want it. I know. I'm okay. sorry. And I'm sorry about that. But, like, there's, it once you've so had good. a surf and turf, there can be a time in your life where you're like, I am going out to dinner tonight and I'm getting a motherfucking surf and like, turf. Like, I literally will not eat the steak unless there's a lobster tail right next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or just that delicious combo. Like, that I, delicious combo. So, I ordered it and she was like, that is so, like fancy to me that you ordered lobster and i was like see to me like it's so like 
She's like, how much was lobster when you where you grew up? And I was like, I don't know, like eight dollars a pound. And she was like, OK, see, it cost like ninety dollars oh to get God. a lobster when I was growing middle up in America because she's in the middle of the country. And it's true. It's, a, well, you know, like it's such a big deal. That lobster. Remember that lobster mm. truck company? Yeah. That was on um on Shark Tank. That were they like Maine Lobster Co. or whatever? It was yeah. Called. yeah, and they were on Shark Tank, and they were saying basically like we can provide people with the cheapest lobster possible because we have it shipped in every day from Maine from a source that gives it to us for so cheap. And like, it's true. Like out in Maine, you can get a lobster just reach into the ocean and get a damn lobster. <laughs> There's a place I go to in Los uh, Silver Lake called Knuckle and Claw that make the best lobster sandwiches or whatever lobster, lobster rolls, rolls I've, I've ever had. had. That. That's good. I it's like so my good. Naked. and they ship it from Maine. Mm. What is naked? Like I don't it's like the, the meat. I don't, she doesn't want mayo or butter. Yeah, I, oh, I, no. I like I'll I'll fuck with the butter, not the mayo. But I know. I'm not doing mayo. I know. I'm like, why would you cheapen a delicious lobster claw? See? Like, that's, I love that when there's like claws in the mix. Mm, I like imitation. I should take you to this crab. place. I would love to go. You like imitation crab, which always has to come with mayonnaise. Someone was saying that recently to me. They were like, why do they advertise that it's imitation crab? I don't. Like she was at, and I was like, I don't. <laughs> so I'm like, weird. I guess I never really thought about it. I was like, for vegans, I guess. Yeah, for vegans, and also like, you have to know what you're getting. You can be like, oh yeah, I guess real crap. Then, yeah, if it's you real can't crab, charge like, more. Yeah, why is it two dollars? But like, why would you even want imitation crab? I just realized. I take back the lobster thing. Sizzler, Sizzler was popping in LA back in the oh, day. Oh really? Sizzler, you used to be able to get steak and lobster. Oh, Not that's red delicious. Lobster. I. No, that's another place. I've yeah, been there like never a handful been. of time. No, I've been, yeah, uh, but I just get like shrimp or something like chill. Like all the I biscuits. Oh, it's those biscuits. damn Cheddar Bay biscuits is all Ooh, I know about. Lord. So good. Yeah. yeah. I've I eaten take, baskets like, of those. a day trip to Cheddar Bay. No, you uh, you can just buy them in a <laughs> like, box now too. You can. <laughs> yeah, Red Lobster makes like a branded box. Biscuits. <laughs> mix. Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. Maybe I'll order that off the internet. And then I'll make it for you. That would be delicious. I'm going to Joshua Tree for, oh my God, I, I realized I'm a genius because, um, well, I just am. But then I realized I'm an even bigger genius because I decided to write a show that takes place in Joshua Tree. Oh. So now every time I go to Joshua Tree, it's a tax write-off. Good. It's research. Yeah. And so I'm driving out to Joshua Tree on the 17th. I'll be back Saturday morning. Um, and I'm just probably going to make some Cheddar Bay biscuits. Oh, that sounds, sounds like, like life. When I go to Joshua Tree, I binge eat. That's my, that's my binge eating spot. I think that's the closest you can be to like purity and happiness. So yeah. why not? Babies do it. Babies need to eat all the time. They're growing. You're growing spiritually there. What's so interesting go. though is it's this high low mix of like, like hipsters, like kind of wealthy hipsters and families. And then there's like just the people there the og people that have been there forever no offense to the city of joshua tree but your people are trash and it's <laughs> like <laughs> I don't, that well, took a turn. how do they have southern accents you know uh joshua tree is one of those places i could see that where you wake up if somebody like blindfolded you and took you made you pass out or whatever and you wake up there you could think you were in the south somewhere there are trailer park red skinned people i don't know how to put that very pale i don't want to say very very like weather weather tasmanian devil t-shirts are not that's pretty much a staple uniform out there it's like what what eminem describes his like upbringing 
except less more heat like yes. that's what I, I picture everyone looks like except Kim dry if heat you're, yeah if you're dry heat Kim dry heat Marshall Mathers dry heat mom did Kim die or did <gasps> she get a DUI I know no, she was in the news she's not for dead. something maybe a DUI I know she got a, her body like done she did yeah that's she, good for her did you know here's a fun Eminem fact I learned a couple weeks ago Eminem adopted like one of Kim's daughters like oh, her oh her, her other- it was her it was her uh it's his it's his niece essentially it's like I th- yeah like somebody else's like kid and then didn't he i think he might have adopted i think he adopted two kids one of kim's one of kim's kids and yeah. then that girl like the girl he grew up with had like his cousin had a kid couldn't take care and like yes because he rapped about her a little bit when she the first the first one he adopted she's brunette and about a year older than Haley. Oh really? And he mentioned her a couple times in songs. Didn't know. I uh, thought that was so cool. I uh found Haley Jade Mathers on um Twitter, like her real Twitter account a few oh. years ago, but it's made private and she still has not accepted <sighs> me. And like once every like six months, I'll go through and be like, does Haley Jade care about me yet? And she does not. Maybe she's not on. Maybe they took it away from her. That could be it. You Thank know, you. Thank they you. Took That's it. a good piece of mind. Let her get, you know, of age. Let her get control she's over her life. Now. Okay, well, maybe she needs to get to 21. You know what? That's true. Age. I wasn't allowed to drive until I was 20. See? So, all right, let's take our calls. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, that you? <laughs> Hey, Malls, Christina, and whoever the special guest is this week, I was just Snapchatting with Malls, and I promised I would call in with my dilemma, even though she gave me some wonderful advice via Snapchat. Um, so there is this guy that I have a long-standing flirtation with, and uh, he does a lot of really nice things for me. He went out and got my favorite type of wine to keep at the restaurant he bartends at. But uh, the other day we had a conversation where he basically said he's really attracted to me and like spending time with me, but he's not 100% emotionally available um, ever since he got out of a long relationship that ended three years ago. So I guess my question is, what do I do next? Do I just try to be happy with us being friends? Do I back off a little bit? Are my chances completely hopeless, et cetera, et cetera? Malls, I know you can give me some excellent advice about this. Love you, Malls. So obviously I have no self-control because I've told you guys a million times to stop asking me advice over Snapchat and just direct it towards the show. But I actually really like this girl. She's really sweet and we snap about other things. And I have been doing this lately. I'll say I will answer your question over Snapchat, but you also need to call it into the show. Um, so that's what that was. And I really appreciate. Thank you for calling in about that. Um, I read the text. She sent it to me mm-hmm. and I said to her, like, you know, I don't know what you said to prompt this. Like, what did you say to prompt this thing that he sent her? And she was just like, oh, I said something about how he's been acting distant. And I was like, OK, oh. so it didn't sound like she was like going too hard or whatever like she was being she was being light about it um but he, the guy is like 27 years old he was in a four-year relationship and he's kind of been out of it for like he's been out of it for like three years oh, and he okay. and and basically i said to her like she's like what does this mean and i was like it means exactly what it says yeah which is like i really like you i think you're beautiful like i think you're fun to talk to like he's more than willing to accommodate her that's very sweet that he like went out and got her favorite wine to stock at the restaurant right um but you know like it also didn't read as 
as something that was completely dissimilar to like the type of thing that I, I I have written people when like I've started to date them a little bit and like I can tell they're really into it or there's just like flirtation is really picking up. And I just have to make it clear. Yeah. Like I have to make it very clear. Like, you know, like, it's not you. It's me. You're an awesome person. I think that it's, I, you know, I did say to her, the place that she goes to drink that he works mm-hmm. is, like, the restaurant that's directly below her condo. And I was like, you can't, like, you know, you don't, you that's, can't lose your spot. Yeah. Like, you, you gotta, like, you can't avoid this man. You just have to, like... Take the emotion out of it. And there's a chance that maybe, by the way, what he said to you is bullshit and he was kind of letting you down easily, um, which is which is also that's allowed. People are allowed to not like you, Um, you know, and sometimes that can be hard to hear. Like you want every if you have a crush on someone, you want them to like like you back. But you, you know, just take it for what it is. Yeah. Now that you said that I originally was like, maybe he was just hurt. And sometimes when people are hurt, they, like, let you know in advance, like, I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. I can't love anybody. But then they're doing that because they care. I know for the longest time. Like, even I've been with my boyfriend now for however, like, decades. Like, Mm -hmm. however long. But when I met him, I was, like, honestly, I don't want a boyfriend. Like, I just can't. Like, I was, like, I'm not. I just got back to L.A. Like, I just moved from New York. I'm not in the place to have a boyfriend. Yeah. And he was, like, but I love you. And you love me. And we're going to be together. And I was like, okay, that's why I always say he's my best friend first. Yeah. And then we're together because I actually like love him like a friend. Yeah. And I also love him like the love of my life. But I think if he would have listened to me and was like, okay, like I'm out, that would have uh, my loss. And and by the way, you have to be careful about that. That you, I would say that's like a unique exception yeah. because I usually am from the school of like, if someone tells you that they're a loser or they're undateable or whatever, they mean it. Yeah. And it's not like a cute flirt no, tactic. That's you know true. what I mean? Like, I remember, uh, I probably have told this story 12 times on this podcast now, but I remember I went on a first date with a guy. We were having a great date. It was, we were about to go to a second location to get another drink. And right when we were like packing up at the first bar, he goes, I just want to tell you though, he's like, I am the worst. And oh. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just, I like, I'm the worst. And I was like, well, okay, then I don't want to date you. And he was like, Wait, no, 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 no. I mean, like, I just sat here, like, telling you, like, charming stories about me for, like, two hours. And, like, oh, I just, God. like, slid this in. And when we were breaking up, I was like, I should have, I should have listened to you because what you said was true. Yeah. And what I have always said is when someone, like, shows their hand like that and is like, I'm a loser, only a loser says they're a loser. loser yeah. Anyone wants, anyone who has any sense in their brain is trying to impress a person that they like. True. That's I mean I hope that's the Oprah thing. When believe when somebody tells you who they are, yeah. believe it. If somebody <laughs> we says, just talked about this a lot. Yeah, yes. no, it's like facts. Like if somebody setting <laughs> that, that's like on my body. Yeah, no, that's like actually like it's like the most animalistic animal instinct thing that we can do is right. you're compelled to just say those things. And even if it's in a drunk moment or in a crazy moment, like it's just one of those things that like when people say that. Listen to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maya yeah. Angelou said it. Though. Oh, yes, FYI. I don't yeah. really acknowledge her. Yeah. What if I was like, <laughs> I don't, who? I don't acknowledge <laughs> Maya Angelou. What? Oprah said everything. Oprah <laughs> yes. says all the things. No, um, it's often attributed to Oprah, but. Because it was I think Maya she Angelou. said it on Oprah or Oprah repeated it. Oprah repeats it a lot. It's her yeah. favorite quote. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I had heard when Oprah people say People tell it. you who they are, believe them. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think um, Stedman told Oprah? He was? He was, yeah. 
um, a man that has a daughter that loves to like make money and is looking for somebody that's like upwardly mobile to like rise with him. I didn't know Stedman had a daughter. Yeah, she's like in her twenties now. Wow, which so means Oprah's they're like key years. Yeah, mom. Yes, that's tight. I think she went to boarding school like all fancy, you know, like <laughs> yeah, Swiss boarding school. Like I don't know, like Olivia Pope. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously, like she. That's the life she had. So yeah, but okay. So yeah, he said I'm. I was going to tell you to like give it one more chance which is one of those things to like cl- yeah. just get clarity yeah not listen to what he says you have to be open to getting the information you don't want that even though he's really sweet and really nice and bought you the alcohol you like he doesn't he can't be in a relationship now that's nothing against you it's him right because you, you don't know how, what kind of damage that last relationship did i kind of laughed at him being single for three years but that I mean, three years, you can't put a time stamp on healing. So. And also men, I think that there was other elements to this um, text that I read that were like, you know, I'm not really happy with like where I'm at financially and like I'm not really happy where I'm at. And that is actually something, oh. a gigantic thing I've noticed with men is that they feel like they need to be in a proper financial position to date. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually, I'm not going to say I completely disagree with it. I'm not saying that like if you are not, I, I just think that that's not the, the time in your life to go for the, for the person that you think may be the one. The serious one. Okay. So now I change what I'm going to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If he, if that's the case and he's telling you that, then even if he knows with all his heart that you guys would be great together, the problem is he can't deal with that at this time. He said to so her, even, like, he said, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not the person that I want to be and frankly, the person that you deserve, which I was like, girl, this doesn't mean anything except he thinks the fucking world of you and right. wants to be cool with you. And like, sure, maybe there is an element to it where he doesn't want to like weird out his number one customer. But yeah. like, you know, any if you guys if you go, if you loop back to him and, and try and make something happen, I think that that will be OK. But you need to give it some significant time. And I think that you should also really wait for him to make the first move. He knows yeah. you're interested. Also, he cares about you in some way. So. If you can't, I know a lot of people say I can't be friends, but just chill. Like, be the homegirl at the bar. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, she don't be afraid to bring another guy in there. Like, I'm not saying like rub it in his face or anything like that, but like show him that you're moving on with your life, like as, as according, you told, as he told you to. And, you know, I'm not, yeah, like just keep going there, keep being normal. Yeah. Be be polite with him. He took, he took the time to like write out this, what I thought was like a really lovely breakup. That's like, nice. You know, like, or not break up, just like a disconnection, being right. like, you know what, I can't date you right now. I, I, I would be pleased if I got that. True. And it's all him. He's not saying anything about her, like, oh, you're moving too fast or anything like that. He's saying he's not ready. Right. So, yeah, it, enjoy the portion of this that was good and that mm-hmm. can still be good. The friendship, the conversations that you guys are having and that kind of stuff. And just accept that re- currently you guys cannot be together, but don't limit yourself. Like, and maybe just like as a rule, like if you're not in a relationship with someone, if you have like a crush on someone and you say to them like you're being distant, like that kind of makes you seem a little needy. Like there's another way to say it that doesn't seem like you're being distant. It's like, hey, is everything OK? Or Yeah, because yeah. it's like at, at that point and, you know, you guys are you guys are nothing really more than friends, maybe flirty friends. But like at a certain point, like how much does, does this man owe you? Like, in terms of an explanation, like, he doesn't owe, like, you know, like, sorry, I'm, I I know we went bowling together, like, with a group of people two weeks ago, but, like, 
just, you know, yeah. sometimes it's, I think people, women in particular in, in their twenties, they get very, they, they really like hold a gun to people's heads sometimes about like, why are you dating me? And like, that yeah. was my fear when I started to read the message was I was like, Oh God, what did she say beforehand? Um, cause I was like, this is, this is either him like diffusing a fucking bomb. Right. Or this is him being like, I genuinely have feelings for you. Right. Um, it can go either way. And that's just like a general note to girls in your twenties. Like, I know it's like almost like a characteristic that you relish in a little bit. Like you're like, I'm, 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 I'm a mess. Right. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm like the fucking, I'm just like so crazy. Like whenever I like guys, I just like go fucking nuts. And like, I stalk their Facebook and it's like, don't relish in that. Like it's, it's not cute. Yeah. You're, it, it's going to be, it just is, it, it leads to very many embarrassing mornings. Yeah. Sober mornings. Yeah. It leads to so much just like awkwardness. Cringy. Like, Oh, yeah. If I could like just like shave oh, 12 layers off oh, God, of my 20s. Come back to me, please. Like, isn't it just it's so, so cringy it's so and embarrassing. embarrassing? Oh, God, it feels like crap. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. There is nothing Ugh. more embarrassing than being alive. Like, it's just <laughs> there's no way to escape it. There's no way that Anthony no Weiner documentary is the most gonna... embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life, and I I can't stop cringing on the inside. Oh, that's not true. I'm embarrassed for myself now. My God, but that documentary is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I'm so glad and you brought I go that to up because I'm dying to talk. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm on World Star, so I'm dying, dying, dying to know because. We haven't talked about this on the show, and, and just to our, our caller, this is a departure from you. So we sorry. are not comparing you to Anthony. Weiner. No, not at all. No. Also, we feel like you got this. You're and, uh, you're good. You're you're yeah. You're more than good. I actually really like this girl a lot. Um, and but oh, and Christina wants me to gently remind you to stop. Not you, person who I'm talking to, but you, the population, to stop asking me questions on Snapchat that should be for the show because it takes away from the show, you guys. Yeah. And then, like, I want to be able to, I want to, you know, be able to answer your questions in a venue that I, I'm fully turned on. This is like, oh, I'm fully turned on. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's more so for Molly's like peace of mind. Like, she can't be dealing with people's problems all the time. Well, like, also, yeah. it's like part of like the please advise you know fan club i know that when you say stuff like that that makes me interested so when you're like guys don't snap me uh questions i feel like people are doing it to avoid being on the show but as a listener i'm like oh no call in leave your message because now i want to know if it was deep enough for you to snap exactly so don't if you're snapping because you're hesitant to leave a message don't be hesitant because now we're all into it. Some girl Nobody wrote knows on her who long are. letters yeah. episode. She wrote like this. Oh, I did an episode recently that was all long letters. Oh, I and heard. She's like, I'm writing in. She's like, I'm writing in um, because I just really need an answer to this. Like, I don't if it doesn't make it on air, that's OK. And I'm like, do you think that I just sit here and write back long emails to people like that was the Hawaii? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, if it's, if it's going to be if you're getting an answer, <laughs> it's going to be on the air. Right. Like, especially the email box. I, I don't. Christina does all that stuff. I was thinking also they want to like go skip the step of going through me to get to you yeah um but too bad that oh. could be it <laughs> that could be it yeah you guys i don't um it, it christina reads all the emails she programs the show like it's very very important that, that the things go through her but really really quickly we have to talk about anthony weiner and this documentary <laughs> guys you gotta rent it or buy it or it's on showtime i accidentally stumbled across it and it's 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 so cringy but so shocking. It's like the best horror movie I've seen. You all have year. never seen a man who can't cannot let himself win. 
Mm-mm. It's like, every time. And it's like it's such it's such like um it's a it's self-sabotaging ego. disorder. He literally has a some type of disorder, disorder yeah. where he'll get to a point where it would be okay or he'd be forgiven or life was moving on or or it was going to work out in some way. And then it's like he just can't listen to any part of him that's like do the right thing or avoid that fight or like and poor stop. Huma. Oh, poor, God. I mean, she... I don't even know what kind of release she signed. No, she she should have like, left his ass the first time. I'm sorry. I don't, I, felt, I stopped feeling sorry for herself, for her after he got caught the first time. This, yeah. And then again, she should have left him. I think what it looks like from the documentary is she's doing her job as a political kind of advisor for him. Because yes. she knows what that would mean. It looks like when they were together – she could have left him. When he wanted to run for mayor, she knew leaving him would mean he would never be mayor. And in her brain, that his career carried more weight than her happiness at the time. And yeah, and you think about her chi- her child, they yeah. have a child together. Because she's not happy. No, of course. She, I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, she, the, she is miserable throughout yeah. the entire thing. And I think one of the most poignant parts of the documentary is when the documentarian asks him, like, why, why would you, you oh let me God, film that's this? The, that's that's the craziest part. Like the fact that the documentary, I mean, because like I won't want, I won't want to say that a documentary should not gently point out to a subject that it was ridiculous that any of this was caught on camera whatsoever. It's like that's another part of the sabotage. And by the way, when that like news broke that he had been sexting a fifteen year old, I was like, is this news? Like because I'm pretty sure he, I'm uh, there's no question in my mind that he was doing that with fifteen year old girls. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. Like if you're if your perversion is that deep and that uncontrollable, there are no ba- there's no boundaries. No. No. I actually one of the girls, not the Sydney Leathers girl, but one of the girls, um she's written for Hello Giggles. Oh, really? Jeanette, I believe her name is. And she was all of a sudden caught up in this whole thing and she was saying to me it was actually after um that this girl wrote a letter into the podcast that really upset me and she's like i was so she's like might want if you google me this is what happens like it's it's i was involved in this like accidentally and um this i mean it's just these poor girls too it it, it ruins their names too that's the truth and they didn't ask for it and he clearly has a problem it doesn't I'm saying it ruins their name in the sense that it comes up in Google search results for the rest of their life that they were sexting 15 with. and doing what normal 15 year olds do. Yes. And it's not their fault that an adult male that has some kind of sickness decided to throw them under the bus with him. Like and the way that it it's set up, it's that it, it encourages people to not step forward because what happens to you is like you are. A, a girl who was knowingly texting a married yeah. man and this Probably, man, yeah. ha, you know, like that, it just was, it's fucked up. It's yeah. really fucked up. And you're ashamed and your family's shamed and it's, it's horrible. And he is disgusting. Yeah. He's, it's, uh, he's really gross. Oh, it's God. so, it's so, I'm still cringing. Like it's it, so hard it to watch. It's very hard to watch. It just was hard to see Huma get repeatedly humiliated. Yeah. Just like repeat after just like, humiliation after humiliation and also like the way she took those hits so elegantly yes like it just yeah. is like uh, she's she, I, she's doing it for work you can yeah. see she like gets up the next day to fight and mm-hmm. she didn't walk she didn't do that thing that you see in documentaries where like turn the camera off i'm not gonna be in here she every 
day that she was on the call sheet to be there, she was there. And when mm. she didn't have to be, she's like, Anthony, you're crazy. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm not going to do that with you. Yeah. Oh, God. And then pineapple. Just let me, let us know when you get to pineapple. Um, was pineapple was crazy. And another thing that weirded me out was that I think I had noticed a few pineapples in the house of in Anthony God. and Huma's house. Oh, God. And so when they when uh, pineapple is a nickname that the secret that there is secret security. security his, yeah. His, yeah, his security his team uses yeah. uh, a shorthand for one of the girls he slept with. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, Puma should be Huma should be pineapple. Yeah. Like she should be pineapple. Yeah. Like why? Why would why would you give such a uh, like a lovely word of that is reminiscent of so many like why would you give that to Sydney Leathers? Like it wouldn't know. it's so weird. It's so yeah. Weird. I want to know the answer. Yeah. Uh, Do you know? She, maybe she tasted like pineapple. Oh, Christina. Oh man, I was like SpongeBob. Oh, maybe going down <sighs> on her. SpongeBob lived in a pineapple under the sea. Sydney's <laughs> pussy. Thanks, Christina. Wow. As if the documentary could not get more cringy. We now so know. Now I'm repulsed. Now. Um, okay, let's take our next call. I mean, the other side is she asked him to eat pineapple. And also, like, <laughs> Anthony's like, we'll call her pineapple, just like what she tasted like. Oh, God. Like, That's exactly what he would say. By the way, did they even ever meet up in real life? No, she chased him through McDonald's. But, like, because I just know he would call her for phone sex, like, up to 20 times a day. Yeah, but they never met. They never met. No. So she probably didn't taste like pineapple. Oh, God. <laughs> Does that anyone taste but like she, pineapple? She told she probably told that was like part of their out. sex thing. Was yeah. probably like, oh, I ate a bunch of pineapples. Today. Oh God, in heaven, Jesus be a pineapple God. Oh God, <laughs> just oh, eradicate God. all pineapples from this. I never will right now. No. Even no. though they help Beyonce lose her baby weight, it and is- SpongeBob lives in it with Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is exactly what I think of. <laughs> Let's take our next call. Oh God. Hey, Malls. This is Leah from Chicago. I'm not sure where to start, but I guess I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a proud, black, cisgender, bisexual female living in Chicago, 22 years old, and most recently been in my first and worst real relationship. My so-called love kept his child a secret from me the entire time we were together, You can say that deadbeat dads aren't my cup of tea, so I just had to let the relationship go. I've recently been more interested in exploring relationship possibilities with women, but I can't find a way to connect with queer women in person. The gay bars are dominated by homosexual males, and I've tried the online scene, and I'm horrified. I'm old-fashioned, and to say the least, I just want to take a nice girl out on a date and then beautiful in this beautiful city. So please, moms, please advise. Um, well, I can't I can't relate to most of your personal experience, but I will tell you that one thing I have heard quite a bit is that I don't think actual lesbians really like to be taken out on a test drive by a straight girl who wants to try wants to just 
try it out. Well, and no, see I mean she self-identifies as bi. Yeah, so she's so she. Yeah, she. Yeah, she like, said cisgendered. Cisgendered bisexual woman is what she said. Oh, okay. She's covering she was recognizing all the bases. Yeah, she okay. was recognizing her female identity, like her uh, right. gender. Right. Wow, I loved that. Mm-hmm. You were so I'm so. I was like, that's the first time I busted out my stylist, as you like to point out. <laughs> I took my de- my notes. Okay, I, I missed that. I, I think I was. I think that I was so taken aback by your use of cisgendered that I I, I blacked it. I blacked that out. The hidden child also did it. At that, after she said who she was, and she was like the hidden child. I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> that was the hidden child was crazy. And, and and in some ways, I kind of respect that he didn't drag the child into the relationship too soon. Yeah, because he was like surprise. <laughs> but the fact that he hid it from you is the not hell? so great. Um, I mean, I've I've never tried to date a woman but i would assume that it's might not completely dissimilar than trying to date anyone and i think that maybe if you are just talk to someone you're attracted to if you see a woman you're attracted to just talk to her and see if she's into it um she also needs to get friends because i know this is like no i mean just no, different friends I because expect, yeah yeah I'm, my I'm on board with this one my co- oh do you want to take it no go oh, for it my cousin came out at a time, she's older than me, and so she came out at a time where I probably shouldn't say, well, whatever, um, where I was probably like just hitting that, like I know my own style, my puberty, and she's like, I want to go to the club, but I don't want to go to the club like everyone else goes to. I want to go to a different club, and I remember uh-huh. that was like a thing, and I was like, oh, do you think I could sneak in with you? And I started going with her, mm-hmm. and that's the friends that she met there mm-hmm. led her to the relationships that she ended up having. So all of the girl, which. Where you know some strippers. That's how I know all my stripper friends. <laughs> um, but I feel like the same thing can be said about the Abbey here in LA. I feel like if you go to the Abbey here in LA, the percentage of men at a like quote like stereotypical gay club, it's men, and then I feel like they're straight, straight women. Yeah, and then that's it. So you're in Chicago. There has to be a version of what we had in LA there. There has to be like that pop in young MA club where they play bomb music and there yeah. are a bunch of women. Now they might not be the women that you want, you're looking for. That might not be, those might not be the women that you want to date because I don't know your taste in women. So like I immediately go for like, you know, right. The, like, you know, the club type, I get that. But if she's looking for somebody else, those are the friends that lead you to feeling comfortable and meeting other people. Like you have to get into the community to then like and it didn't it doesn't sound like she's uh, opposed to online dating and that would be the first thing that would jump out to me is like you should probably be on some websites in addition to making friends and trying to meet someone out in the wild christina's been like chomping at the bit i can tell she wants to say something i will say that like okay so lesbian bars are dying they're not exist they're almost not really yeah they're vice did a really great piece on this um it's like the death of lesbian bars question do they mean lesbian bars for like the the, on the level of lesbian bars that are exclusively just lesbian right but do they mean on the level of like the abbey or like i'm sorry the level of the abbey or like hood bars no 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 period lesbian bars period are dying really yes and so now what you have only is like lesbian nights at gay bars. Oh, I can't true, even think true. that's of, actually you're right. You're yeah, right, you're right, you're right, you're ladies' right. night. Yeah, I can't even think of a. I I think I there. I no, I can't even think of a lesbian bar in Los Angeles off the top of my head. And I know that there there used to be like at least three I could think of. 
Yeah, there used to be like here was, but then they turned into. I know this because this is my struggle. Yeah, like, I no, struggle meeting women, like even back to date. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if any listeners have any feedback on this, I would greatly appreciate Maybe it. Maybe you should and start sure. dating Leah. Um, a little hey long distance moment. No, but I think that, you know, I think that that's a really like, I don't know. It's it's just very, it's like a sweet impulse. I have like, I have an affection for you because I think it's like, I just want to take a girl out to dinner. And like, yeah. I think that that's, I that you, you sound like a very sweet person. And you also sound like someone that could be very easy to connect with, which yeah. is another reason why I would you know, not be, not shy away from online dating because I feel like your personality can really sparkle like in a place like that if you, if you communicate well, which you do. I will say that I think Blair is on the right path with um, getting more lesbian LGBT friends that Mm -hmm. could bring you into the community, whether it's through book events, you know, queer writing is a huge community. Yeah. Yeah. You can find someone that aligns with your interests in your what you like to do in your spare time you're gonna meet other people who might introduce you to someone you could chill with yep. and roll with and like that was the thing for me it was like i don't have a lot of gay friends and so like this year i've really made the initiative to like expand people who are in my social circle um so that i can meet women or i can meet someone who um i can hopefully date and yeah. you know go to the clubs with or you know meet more people who are like one like me. thing that I will say though because like I've seen I I see your point and but one thing that I will say about making friends for the sake of for the sake of it mm-hmm. like I had a friend um who started to really like own his gayness mm-hmm. in his mid mid 20s mm-hmm. and um it was very, very, very important to him to build up his gay social network so mm-hmm. that he, you know, he wanted to be seen as cool with cool guys at the Got bar. It. Like he wanted, he wanted not only like, you know, it, it's, it was almost like the con- connection and the similarities they had were secondary to, to being part of the pack. Yes. And Got like, it. I would say that these weren't necessarily the best friends for him, True. but I, but he went with the, he went with the vibe of just like whenever I'd say like you're so much like better than this person like why do you hang out with them and he's yeah. like you don't understand it's really important to me to have like my gay guys yeah and I'm like but the, but those they're, they're they're not your gay guys like they're not your gay guys like those right. are not your people that you guys may have the same sexual preference but you are not the same the same yeah. at yeah. all let them be genuine connections Absolutely. don't do it just because like you wouldn't just befriend another black person because they're black you know uh, what i mean no i'm kidding um <laughs> i will say like this is my personal experience feel free to trash me you're gonna I be hanging it. out with ben carson uh, no Blair? oh oh god christina you know how to hurt me that's so horrible oh <laughs> i had just wiped his black ass face secretary out of, of education oh oh jesus anyway i can't I cannot with that. Um, I will say that the pettiness level and the level of like taking life seriously and genuineness with um, gay, in my experience, the gay guys in LA, also we're in LA, it's such a like crapshoot with that because you meet people and people come here. There are a lot of people that are not out where they're from, but then they come here mm-hmm. and then they're out. And so they approach LA in that like haphazard way. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to meet people. I'm going to collect people. I'm going to climb. It's not the same as when I feel like I've met women that have come from wherever they're from and they're having their first like lesbian or bi or whatever experience here in LA. And it's the community is just a little less like you can, they can get backstabby and it can be bad. And there are definitely some fights, but 
I don't know. It feels like the the level of connection is just a little different. Yeah. Well, but that's I mean, LA. LA is I just its how, own animal. Yeah, it's like, One thing I will say about Chicago, just from having um, many gay friends who live in Chicago, actually, um, is that it seems like there's also, there's at both times a great gay scene there, but also oh. rampant homophobia. I could see. And um, so that is just like something that I want to throw out there in general is that I acknowledge that the city that you live in is both a, a great city to be gay in yeah. and a city that you're probably i mean like we're just this is a, a big thing that bothers me so much about the election that is i just live in a fucking bubble and i didn't think there was any way this was going to happen and so like i'm always surprised when i travel the country and hear people say things that i'm like oh my god i thought that like that's like an example that's like a bad example of what like a racist character in a script would say right. or like a bad example of what like a homophobic person would say and um uh, just like seeing the election night results come back and having like my, some of my favorite states in this country, Louisiana, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Texas, and like knowing all obviously I know they're red states. I know they're red states, but like part of me felt a little bit betrayed. I was like, I love you so Why much. Would you do this Why are you doing this? Um, uh, and I know that's a little bit of a t an off tangent, but I do want to say that I'm sensitive to the fact and aware of the fact so that Chicago has a totally different vibe. The climate there. It's probably, yeah. And if anything, hopefully it's gotten better, but God, it's just. I, I want to also add that, like, if this is your first foray into, like, lady dating, um, you might also deal with some criticism being a bisexual woman dating. Oh, lesbians. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be prepared for that. That's when I when I was first like oh, yeah. going with like I don't I don't necessarily know if lesbians L O V E when like oh, no. girls roll through and are like I'm trying this out or I'm brand new to the bi scene like they can be very defensive of that. Good point. That's you know that's facts. a really good point, Christina. That is I know because I've had to deal with it. So. <laughs> yeah. That, What's the kind of thing that people say? No, no, and it's true, and it's like... They think that you're just testing the water. Yeah, they call you just like, like yeah. no, I really struggled with this identity. Yeah. And um, because of that, because of that, facing that kind of criticism. You didn't want to be, you didn't want to... I didn't like think I your, could be. Yeah. I didn't think I could be bisexual. I thought I had to be one or the other. Really? Yeah. Well, and when did, like, and what was the breakthrough for you? Um, It was becoming atheist, no. Um. <laughs> It was just like I, it was just like a reaffirmness of like I define myself. Yeah, yeah I define yeah. me. Yeah, and so if I sincerely feel attracted to people of both sexes, which I do, mm -hmm. both sexually and romantically, then that's how I view myself, and I identify that way. And like, fuck what other people think. Dan Preach. Savage. I got too old says... to like worry about that shit. And um, yeah, no, I sincerely like I was going back and forth on it. I was like, well, but I still get the tingles. Like I always yeah. get the tingles. Yeah. <laughs> um, with everyone. <laughs> But um, I just I just decided that like I was torturing myself for no reason, and the the answer was, and it was also like an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> there's a bisexual Latina character mm -hmm. on there. Yeah, and um, there was a, she was going through a breakup, and she's just like like the LGBT stands for badass, but it also stands for bisexual. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, it is. That's right. <laughs> like, I can identify this way. It That's really, that's actually really cool. And I think that um, the, it's, it, it hasn't been until very, very recently that purely bisexual characters have been portrayed on TV. I actually yeah. think I was, I was a huge fan of that show Revenge. And um, 
I, I wrote to one of the writers and I said, is it possible that Nolan oh, is yeah. the first purely bisexual character in all of television? Because they never mentioned that like sometimes he hooked up with guys, sometimes yeah. he hooked up with women. There was no conversation about it. There wasn't like a, wait, but aren't you? Like there was never a, there was never a conversation about it. It was treated like it was just a very normal thing. And, yeah. and he was like, I, that's a good point. He might be. Um, so it's, it's really, really recent. And that's another reason why Dan Savage always says, and I think it's so important to reiterate this. It's so important for bisexual people to come out yeah. because a yeah. lot of, a, a lot of people, d- well, first of all, bisexual this, erasure is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wait, bisexual er- erasure. Wait, what does that mean? That's basically what we're talking about right now, where it's just like, you don't see bisexual representation. You're right. So, so inevitably you you don't think you they feel exist. like you have to choose, and right, then right, that's right. yeah, yeah. I think it's sad. to me the fact that she's already like, I'm looking for somebody. Yeah, she, I'm I'm into this, and I like this whole situation. I feel like she's gonna have a much better go at it mm-hmm. than somebody else. Like she knows who she is, and I love that she's 22 and and doing this. Like you know, I, should, I just leave it, stay in touch with us. It's just a matter of finding the place that like. Who, also, like, what's your thing? Yeah, the one more point I wanted to make about bisexual erasure is that it happens more so I think for bisexual men mm. because um, men will say that they're bisexual and it's like, oh, honey, you're really gay, right? That's that mm. is that that's is like the key thing. The truth <laughs> that is honestly with women, they say something like oh, it's temporary or you're a tourist or you're just coming through here, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. But with men, they honestly will completely downplay anything else you try to bring up. And it's just your, like, oh, sweetie, you're gay. You're gay. You just don't want to admit it. All that. That's true. I've had a lot of friends go through that. And it's really fucked up. And I can't imagine if somebody was constantly telling me something that I inherently knew I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every single time. I I cannot imagine waking up or trying to interact in like a very vulnerable space where you're trying to meet people and fall in love and have a connection and somebody's like oh yeah no do you think it's possible to develop over time into maybe eventually being less attracted to men or less attracted to women is it possible for is it a natural transition because i think that the transition or like i think a lot of people refer to being bisexual incorrectly as a stepping stone mm-hmm. but like then there winds up there can be people that wind up j- only being with women for the rest of their life not no longer being sexually attracted to men right. or um it's not a phase but they're but they they move away from being attracted to I women. think it's more common with younger people but if they're in their 30s and they're saying bisexual they're bisexual you have to take their fucking word for it yeah that's how they that's how they self-identify and also if people want to change how they define themselves that's fucking cool too. Like, yeah. you know, your perspective as a human change. People go from being Democrat to conservative. People change like their perspective yeah. on religion. Like we're allowed to like evolve and change. Yes. And, you know, even if I date one man and then date women my entire life and I still self-identify as bisexual, you yeah, have to take my word. That's as, what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I also think that we're raised to like girls like boys, boys like girls. And if you grow up and you're a girl mm-hmm. that likes girls – then it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, it's like you question yourself and then you have to pick. And it's one of those things where if you yeah, if you grew up saying – everyone's saying you have to like a guy, you have to be with men, whatever. You decide you like women but at the same time feel torn. You're like, well, either I have to stand up and make this decision or I have to go back all the way. You know, it's like – it's a very odd thing and I, I feel bad that people push that on – their kids and their friends and their family. Like I've had 
adult friends tell other adult friends that they had to decide and it was unfair and you can't get everything. And that's bizarre that you're having that conversation. Yeah. I've I've sat there and heard that. I'm like, no, she fucking doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, she can't just do this and no girl's going to. And also, you'll get told stuff by your own people. Like nobody, nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody like that. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Like if you're not with the person, let them be. Like let them be. It doesn't make a difference to you. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. Um. Leah, you you are very awesome. I hope you're taking care of yourself. You sound like an awesome girl. And if I'm ever in Chicago, like I will hit you up. But um. (laughs) yeah, just keep calling the show. Let us know how it goes. You sound awesome. I love that you're 22 and so just like aware of yourself and articulate. And I don't think I was like that at all when I was 22 years old. So I appreciate that of you. All right, let's take our next call. Hi, Mal. This is um, Emma from California, and I'm calling just for some advice on just generally being really hard on yourself. I I just have a really hard time when I make, you know, a mistake um, at work or my personal life, whether it be small um, or big, um, and just dealing with, like, really big feelings of guilt. I feel like sometimes particularly at work, like if I know I've made a mistake, I kind of make a bigger deal about it because I, um, you know, I want to be upfront with the fact that I know that I made a mistake. Um, you know, I dropped the ball on a project or something. Um, so I make it very clear that I know that I made the mistake and then I talk about it too much. And then, you know, I often like, you know, will offered to go above and beyond in a really kind of crazy way, like, oh, my gosh, just realized that that didn't happen. Well, let me pop in, you know, tonight immediately and and figure it out. And I think it just kind of makes everything seem a lot lot more blown out and dramatic than it needs to be. Um, But it's just kind of like how I deal with just like these me all goes back to just having a really high expectation of myself. Um, but yeah, just kind of wondering about just those tips and tricks and kind of being easy on yourself and, um, you know, at work when you know you've made a mistake. Thanks. Well, I hate to tell you, you might be calling the wrong show because uh, <laughs> I am so hard on myself and it's something I struggle with a lot. Like I am the most unforgiving person of myself in, in such a real way, like, I don't know if you heard the Psychic Chris Medina episode, but, like, at one point, like, I almost, like, broke into tears. It's like, why do you think you're going to go to prison someday? Why is that your biggest fear? And I was like, because I'm a bad person. And it was just, like, it. I, it's, not tr- it's not true. It's, like, things that you – it's – I mean, I don't know. Is it a defense mechanism? Is it – what is it? Why do we do this to ourselves? I think that you pride yourself on being honest and holding yourself accountable for things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you, if you do something like that, it seems like it invalidates somehow how like real you are and how truthful you are and how honest you are. And you're like, ah, I messed up. Like, do you know, like it's a weird yeah. thing. I need to stop saying weird. Um, No, it's, it's, I mean, you're hard on yourself too. Oh my God. It's like Christina's hard on herself. Oh yeah. Nobody hates themselves more than me. (sighs) I also, I I get what she's saying about the work stuff too, because I, 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 as we said earlier, really good memory. I never forget. I never stop kicking myself. Even if it's over and done, I still feel like shit. Yeah. Perfect. And I do crazy things. I get what she's saying the other day, Monday night. Uh-huh. We have a little small dry erase board in the kitchen that I put up. It's mine. Yeah. It, at work. And I wrote on it, 
hey guys, I'm leaving here like tonight at like seven after it's election. I hadn't looked at the polls. So I was like, or Tuesday. So I was like, yeah, hey guys, I'm leaving here. It's Tuesday at seven. Can't wait to see you guys in the morning for our first female president. And I left. And then it happened. And then I was like, oh, got up 7 a.m. the next morning to get into work to wipe that dry erase board. In the oh my kitchen. God, I would have done that. I would have driven there that night. No, I would have I, like, I no. I gone that night if I could see through like the my tears and rage. But do you know like that kind of crazy, like I can't, I can't forgive myself. But at the weird same time, I can Because you be, felt like you jinxed it? No, I felt like it was inappropriate or like I shouldn't have done that or how would somebody else take that or if I'm upset, that might upset somebody really badly or right. like like that's not a place for that at work. Like what did I – what was I doing? Like just all the like insane thoughts. Like yeah. I've done that. I've done the same thing. I'm trying to think of the last That is time. a really good example because I think that that is something that basically everyone was saying. Like I got an invitation to – um, come over and like watch watch our first female president win the election. We're gonna pop bottles of champagne, and I just was like, and I'm so glad I didn't go because imagine? that would have like I I wouldn't have it's been like able somebody to- dying at a birthday party. Yeah, exactly. Like happy birthday, and they drop dead. Yeah, that is, and I think so many people put that out there, and it's so interesting to hear you say that as an example of something that you beat yourself up about because like. That's a perfect thing to not beat yourself up about. I mean, yeah, but it's we. I get her like her regret, like her being her wanting to go above and beyond and do almost like crazy things. Yeah, to try to erase what happened. Um, I've learned because, like I said, I do this with everything. I beat myself up. I feel bad. I'm trying to think. The last time I drove to work, like I want to say, like a Friday morning, like six a.m., then went home and shit, like something crazy, or like late one night because of something else that I like. I took somebody's pen, like something stupid. I don't know. But uh, a friend pointed out to me that no one else, if you work in an environment where everybody's that hard, where everybody's driving to work in the middle of the night, then yeah, that makes sense. You're keeping up with kind of like the team morale environment, whatever. If nobody else is doing it, nobody else gives a fuck. They're in their own head. They fucked up their own way that you don't even know about because they're not going above and beyond. They've done some, they've probably done things that are actually detrimental to their career at work or in your personal life or people like you try to fix it with other people and then you realize they're like yeah no I was in my own head because like I realized that I like had done something horrible to like a family member like or I owed a ton of money like I was thinking about my bills like I actually like wasn't yeah wasn't judging you in the way that you think I was judging you or like checking out whatever but I know that that's what gets me through is the understanding that nobody else is in their head that much yeah and that you have to kind of let it go because you're just doing it to yourself yeah there's nobody else that says to you oh well you messed up yesterday but you weren't in here at 6 a.m with donuts yeah so like you're a bad person i used to get real i used to beat the shit out out of myself for like um hookups Mm -hmm. like i would always be like why did you hook up with him again like why would you do that like that is such a series of poor decisions mm-hmm. you've made and like I used to call Sunday shame day because I've never I've never like loved Sundays when you and I both oh, hate Sundays which is the saddest day of the week fucking horrible but um if you add on top of that like being in your 20s just like going out and drinking heavily almost yeah. every Saturday night and then just like some of those Saturday nights you wind up making out with someone or you say something shitty yep. and then you or you you know you you act inappropriately you make a fool of yourself and then like you just uh, sit with that. And what are you supposed to do to bathe yourself of that, like of, of that guilt that just like covers your body? Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I just do. I, the one thing I do know is that it's very unfair to yourself. It is. 
Because another thing too, I've found out that I think that I take things, I think that I take, get very hard on myself because I assume that everyone is doing what I do, which is like, I like will put out there like, yeah, like I did, I did drugs this week or I, you know, I uh, Made out with somebody, stole, yeah. I stole a Xanax from a guy's house or something like I say things like that out loud. And I, so I, I often forget that just because I'm the only one saying it out loud doesn't mean that I'm the only one doing it. Right. And like they're just like you, you know, you were saying there's people that fuck up at work, too. They just don't. It doesn't it doesn't sit with them like that. But that's why I think you're hard on yourself. That's yeah. what I was saying before is that you know your truth and you're always in your truth so that when you don't it's like you're you're making up you're constantly making up for something yeah but it's all part of your story it's all part of your truth um the best advice i can give this person is replace it with something else i Mm. also childhood song that changed my life jay-z you got to learn to live with regrets that was like my motto for everything like when somebody would be like what's your motto i'm like learn to live with regrets because it plays back in my head yeah so there's no way to tell somebody uh, sorry, I wrote her name down because I'm horrible with names. It's Emma. Yes. There's no way to tell somebody who does this, who's in this cycle. And sometimes it's temporary. Sometimes it pops up yeah. just for a moment. And sometimes it's your whole life. There's no way to tell this person to stop. This isn't one of those things. It's like yeah. telling somebody to stop, stop being biting emotional. Your nails. Yeah. yeah. You cannot stop this. Replace it with something else and learn to live with it. Learn yes. to live with the fact that you fucked up at work. You got the time wrong for a meeting. You didn't show. Just learn to live with it. Learn from it. And I always replace it with somebody else, something else. Like when I start to get upset or start to over, if I'm thinking about it in that, that circle where I'm like, I should have done this wrong. This shouldn't have happened. The Sunday mentality. I hate Sunday morning. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can never go to that bar again. Or <sighs> I should have never. Oh, that guy, if he sees me, I'll die. And then you I go out die. on Sunday and you get like Starbucks and you're like, I think I see him. Why would you see him? It's like, yeah, it's this weird thing. Your brain does replace it with something else. I always do either music thinking of like a happier time. Like I'm like, okay, nope, not going to think about that. I'm going to think about the bomb fact is that I found $20 in the right. bathroom and like go with that and start replacing it because what your body does is it reacts differently. I didn't write down your age. I'm not sure if you said it, but I will say that it has dissipated a little bit for me. Like the older that I've gotten and the more <laughs> I realize that like two air is human, like that is when I have really like and just seeing other people fuck up and like yeah. watch other people forgive themselves as well. Like watching other people who like – one one type of person that just fascinates me is the type of person that's fine being 10, 15 minutes late everywhere yeah. they go and that they feel no guilt over it. It doesn't bother. It doesn't yeah. even really occur to them that it might be putting someone else out. And I'm like, I'm always curious about that mentality because one, I find it to be very selfish. But two, I find it to there to be something admirable about the fact that they are they're square in their book, yeah. you know, they're square. I like, mean, they're, they're, you yeah. know, their self-preservation fine. levels are probably like through the roof. And yeah. I know I have a bad habit, especially like when we talk about people where I'm like, that person's a psychopath, a sociopath. Like I always feel like there's something wrong. Yeah. But that's my bad. Like I always feel like I'm like, I don't understand. How did that person just like waltz in and not like throw themselves on the table to be like, I'm so flogged. sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, then they're crazy. But no, I'm crazy. That's my bad. Yeah, no, I bet it is late. Uh, It is rude to be late. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Emma. In all fairness. Um, You guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 113 of Please Advise Blair. Where can people find you? Um, On Twitter at Blair Bitch Proj, P-R-O-J, because there's too many characters for project. Um, Yeah, that's it. I got a Facebook page now, but. You got a Facebook page? I got a Facebook. Yo, this is what I need to tell everybody in the world. They will literally 
verify you on Twitter or Facebook no matter what. So Yeah. Just I felt like, like I had to jump through hoops to get something verified. I just put I put in like the day that they sent out that information, like anybody can be verified. Just oh, fill this Twitter, thing out. Yeah, yeah I filled the Facebook thing out. Is a little harder, yeah. No, Facebook, I just sent in like my info. But you had a contact at Facebook. No, you I did didn't? this all myself. It's my personal stuff. Oh. No, lit- I'll show you what I did. Okay. But yeah, oh, I, I got my shit that. verified. Like yeah, that. it was like, it's it's crazy. So like. Your Twitter's verified now, girl? No, no, no. It's for work. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Christina's official. I am she actually is. trying to, going to get my Twitter verified. But you should. I, I mean, do. if you've written one newspaper article. That's for it. The, is what, it. That's all they need. That's all they need. That's all one, they need. And a picture. And a proof a show. You of like that. who you are. Yeah. You just don't have to have an egg for your profile pic. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Sorry. Blair Bitch Project is me on the internet with an E. I have an E in the, in my name. A lot of people can't handle the E. Nah, they ain't ready for this E. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Christina, thanks for being the best. Thanks for being the best also, Molly. You're welcome. <laughs> let's all go get in my bed and watch that John Bonet movie together. But first, let's get some Surf and Turf. Okay. Oh, and Pineapple. Uh, no. <laughs> Christi- Did I ruin pineapple for you? Yeah, Christina has ruined pineapple. Pineapple's canceled. Pample moose. <laughs> pineapple. <laughs> <laughs>